Welcome to Front Row Geeks. on we're on yeah um, my volume is up um my microphone is adjusted it is smacking my camera which it's fine i don't need it right now you smacked the camera and hi everybody we're back after a couple weeks i was at vegas so that's why there was no pod but now we're back joining me today fates and asher oh no sorry yep. that fate sorry fates is unfortunately absent today asher is here and mpx is here mm-hmm. so welcome everybody welcome um, gentlemen, I know what we're probably going to talk about. We have every reason to talk about it, but do you want to talk um, about something else first? Yes, I do because it, you know we'll probably spend a lot of our time on maybe what will likely be our main subject today. Um, Not necessarily, but it could be anyway. Armored um, Core Six. Was there news about Armored Core Six since my since I, our last podcast? I am a little off because no my vacation mode. I mean, there's a new trailer for Dragon's Wildcard 2, but that's entirely different. Well, that's what I was going to bring up, actually. Oh. Well, I mean, somewhat, somewhat, yes. I was going to bring up the PlayStation uh, showcase last week. Ah. Um, so we can go into that first. Did either of you watch any of it? No, uh, I just heard no. about the After Effects. I didn't hear much about it other than, oh, hey, I was surprised uh, about the fact that we finally have some like solid stuff for Dragon's Wildcard 2. Right, I, I've never played number one, but I, but a mutual friend Hesley talked that game up a long time ago. I never got to play, but I know it by its reputation and that terrible anime that came out a few years ago. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing that unfortunately might be happening for Dragon's Dogma too. What do you mean? You think the the anime is going to have an impact on it? I mean, it was so bad. I think you would ignore it. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, somebody who was watching down the break tra- breakdown of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, criticized when the dragon who is not necessarily Grigori because if you know anything you know <laughs> the dragon uh, because it's listed as a, a dragon in the sub uh, subtitles anyway uh, ends up speaking very fancy uh, pseudo old English doth and you know other things like that when he thou well the original dragon speaks in Latin I think. Doesn't yeah. the original dragon speak in Latin? No, uh, in the game he speaks the dark language. I forget oh, what it's okay. actively called. All right. Well, I thought it was Latin. It might be Latin-based for all I know. But anyway, yeah. the thing is, is that uh, when you compare the language, well, they certainly lean into sort of old English. It's a bit more, you know, constrained, so it doesn't feel as overdone. Like, you don't have the... Re- ridiculous amount of like nonsense you would have it at Renfair, essentially. But it feels like, oh, this is a different culture, like of a different time. Well is, is that spell a bad sign? I guess kind of circling back real quick, is that well, a bad sign? They were going like it, if it has a bad story, that's fine. They're not there for the story. Uh admittedly Dragon's Dogma has the simplest plot in all possible media fiction. Mm-hmm. It is literally, it is your job to slay the dragon. Gotcha. That's most of the plot. Admittedly, it goes a bit further, but I'll leave that to whether you want to actually dig a bit further to understand that part. Honestly, I have questions only because, yes, I saw the anime, but I don't remember shit. Okay. It was so unremarkable. Even I can't remember much of the anime other than it was bad. Forgettable. It was just sort of, I don't even remember when it came out. Uh, I think 2017-ish? No, no, no. I think it was 2020. I feel like it was during the pandemic. Yes. Really? Yes. I thought it was like before the pandemic. Well, we'll never know. Well, uh, not like we don't have the internet. Um, That's what I'm doing right now is checking. <laughs> yeah. 2020. Yep. Netflix 2020. Mm. But, what, but what month? Because I... Uh, it's like, is that's the next question. What month did it come out? <laughs> Probably, I want to say... Oh, September. Okay. Ah. There you go. Okay. But it 
but I think we like what little I remember about it is that the characters felt off. It really didn't feel like it was actually honoring how the game was. Yeah. It was just sort of doing its own thing and occasionally wandering off into other people's stories only to see like nothing happen. It just wasn't. No. But, and it felt like it was was trying to be, you know, adult for adult's sake. It's like, meh. I'm hoping the game does better because, like, the game's. Even again, I haven't played it myself, but I've heard nothing but good about the first game. So. Well, okay. The person which I saw did a deep dive, like, this was 15 minutes talking about a two minute trailer. Right. So, yes, this is some Vati video stuff, essentially. <laughs> uh, there is an amazing amount of assets that have been transported forward. In other words, they redid these from the original game for the new one. Mm hmm. So it's like, oh, I can recognize that piece of armor, that piece of armor, that sword, that weapon. It's like really neat. Uh, there's been clearly an advancement on the combat mechanics, which is really important. Like uh, certain things that you can't do uh, in the original game, you can do in this. There's like a change in spell speed, which was sort of an annoying part of the first game. Like if you wanted to summon... Uh, I don't know what the spell is supposed to be cost, but called. But uh, if you wanted to summon meteors from the sky to hit your opponents, it actually took a quite a long time in the original game. Well, in the trailer, it's shown off as like almost near instantaneous, comparatively. Uh, but it's trying to. One of the most important things was trying to demonstrate, you know, gameplay and the fact that the gameplay seems relatively unchanged. Like. Their biggest worry was whether the game was going to become more Monster Hunter because of the success of Monster Hunter mm. or, you know, uh, other keep Yeah, shank in the original game. Well, make trying to make it keep up, it's sort of like uh, build a fighter sort of system where it's not as, you know, like you equip a weapon and you have that moveset. It's more like you can equip a weapon Admittedly, this is all based off of trailer footage, so it might change. We don't know what's actually going on in the engine. Nobody's reviewed it yet, so it's all speculation. Uh, they didn't really think much of the plot because there is some suggestion that there might be a uh, an arisen that is that somebody's lying about being the arisen. Uh, some new characters, and most importantly, races, which was supposed to be part of the original game, is now in this one. Okay. Definitely a sign of expansion. Yes. You can now play cat people. Yay! I mean, that's why I didn't play the first game. But now that I can play as cat people, I'm I'm in. <laughs> and so these some... aren't some kawaii cats. These look like proper, you know. Oh, cat. you're talking of you're talking about like like your kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm not I'm not even talking like a Khajiit style because let's face it, Khajiit style is literally uh will just slap a cat's head and a tail. And it's rather the the creature that I think you're describing looked a lot like a Rothgar to me. Hmm. Well, there's a couple actually spread throughout if you bother to watch it through. Uh, he didn't. But uh, there are some updates, but a lot of designs from the original enemy list is uh, there. That's good. So, if you uh, did you want to sort of break down on what the game was like? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't want to go that far into it. Um... Yeah, I just but, something to look forward to. Oh, right. There was the final speculation that they ended up stating is that this might be essentially a soft reboot. Instead of trying to continue the story from the original game, it's sort of like, well, this is Dragon's Dogma. It's sort of set up in a new uh, Grancis, but it's not the same Grancis. Hmm. Like, it's a different, the same land, but different. Because there's certain locations that are part of the original game, that are clearly not in the same location. Maybe there's a time skip? Uh, no, because no. of just simply how they're positioned. Or, you know, it's also some confusion over whether or not, you know... One thing they are hoping is that there is a much uh, wider variety of land. Like, one thing they did point out is, like, there's now a proper desert biome, essentially, versus most of the time it's, like, forests, fields, mountains... And dungeons. <laughs> That's some variety, spice of life. Yeah. But anyway, uh, just wanted to talk about that or anything else from the PlayStation stuff. Oh, yeah, there's a few other things in here. Um, Metal Gear Solid Triangle is coming out. Uh, are you talking about the Snake Eater thing? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm reading your Metal Gear Solid Triangle. Okay. I think that's supposed to be Delta. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was being, I was being as. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a, pre a, a an acquaintance of mine, one which we've had talks about off stream about his ideas of quite literally why Nintendo needs to stop being a, uh, essentially a game company and needs to just move over to being the developer. But <laughs> besides the point, I have questions about that. Uh, he was like, oh, what do you think of the whole Metal Gear Solid HD remaster? I'm like, what? Konami wouldn't do that. And I look and it's like, no, they didn't do what he thought they did. It was, they just did Snake Eater. I'm excited for this. I never actually played Snake Eater. I played one and two and skipped three for like no, no like specific reason. and just didn't play it. And then went straight to four from there. So, but I've always heard amazing things. I've seen clips. I know the memes. I want to play this game. I am looking forward to playing this remake of, of uh, Snake Eater. It's going to be great. I'm looking hmm. forward to this. Uh, did you ever play the original Metal Gear game? Oh, he just said. No, not Metal uh, Gear Solid. Metal, Metal Gear. Uh, I, I think I dabbled in it. That's it. Like, I didn't play all three all the way through. You play. Uh, you played a bit of the NES version, or however you did, and you're like, nah. I don't know. Like I don't remember having an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. It's just the game that I like picked up and didn't realize what I had. I think it was before I realized it connected to Metal Gear Solid. Like, or you know, Metal Gear Solid I think is seminal for that for that whole franchise. Yeah. Once that came into being, everything else kind of fit much much better together. But yeah, that's exciting. That that should be a good one. I mean, it's going to bring me in as a first time player, so that's all good. Um, Spider Man Two got an extended gameplay trailer. So we got this. We got to see your, um, what's the hunter's crack pro crack? No, Craven the hunter. Craven, yeah, yeah, Craven. We saw the the the, the Venom spider suit, maybe even Venom. They didn't confirm who, who will be Venom's incarnation in this game, but there's there's some theories abound. But it looked really good. It looked cool. So I haven't finished playing the first Spider Man, so I need to do that at some point. I, I didn't. Finish. And then you need to play the Miles Morales. Yep. Side story. Oh, that's on my to-do list. I just didn't finish. Um, Assassin's Creed's coming out with a game. Mirage. I don't. I guess it's a new version. It's like after Valhalla. Is that what that? I don't know. Well, eh. I don't even know anymore. It's like I've stopped paying attention to anything involved with because uh, this is like uh, the fourth game after they did the soft reboot with uh, Assassin's Creed. What was the Egyptian one? Uh. uh... Because you had the Egyptian one, the Greek, yeah, Origins, and the Greek one, and then Valhalla. Which ones? It, it, what setting is? It, what historical setting is this in? I'm not even sure about that. I'm trying to look that up right now. Like, Mirage makes me think desert, but um, yeah, but that feels like it's returning back to the beginning, like with first Assassin's Creed. Which didn't they already do? That? Which technically would work with the timeline they've currently set up. Because you had uh, ancient Egypt. So it's Baghdad. Yeah. Baghdad. Well, Baghdad was one of the first uh, city cities in the original Assassin's Creed. So yeah, I think it's I think it's finally kind of full circle. Finally ending ending the series. I don't <laughs> think they're going to be out it, it, but I think that just simply uh, it sounds like it's going to be essentially uh, playing the first game with the conventions of the previous three. So it's also a series I've never actually played myself. My brother was really big into it back in the day, so I know things about Well, it wasn't was a different series back when it was like Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed uh, ooh, 2, then Assassin's Creed 3, which most people forget, and then Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which it caused the greatest curse on Ubisoft ever. <laughs> the black hole in the ocean. Well, specifically their pirate game that they I still haven't been able to finish um other notable games um some more final fantasy 16 goodness included i don't know if we reeled anything new necessarily but yeah. uh i watched know. somebody do an analysis about the music for it mm -hmm. because he actually was invited to play the game oh nice so yeah uh he didn't say much about the game but he did say that the music is again to the same high standard that uh, Soken is known for for 14. And funnily enough, 
You want to know when they started developing Final Fantasy 16? Uh, Back when they just released, uh, uh, what's the first expansion for uh, 14? Heavensward? Heavensward, yes. Like, they just finished Heavensward, and they started on 16. So, a lot of the lay motifs and such are actually interwoven between the two, in a sense. Like, uh, lay motifs. You know what that is, right? I've heard the term before, but I'm not picking up on it. Uh, when you end up having a uh, particular series of notes reused again in certain places in certain ways, like uh, he was using it in terms of the character's particular uh, music for him mm-hmm. being used in like this more sonorous, more peaceful setting versus a much more high intensity like action song with strong metal elements. Like, take the uh, prelude uh, tune mm-hmm. from most Final Fantasies. That has been sort of a lay motif for a lot of Final Fantasies as their intro. Uh, Even the... Yeah. Okay. Like, if it uses that same sound, like the same notes, but they've transmuted them to, say, horns or something else to evoke that sort of imagery and, like, you know, memories of hearing that. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, in Final Fantasy XIV, it's, like, used for initially seeing the crystal and, like, this sort of magical moment where you realize that you're not just any adventurer. <laughs> but the th- it also ends up revealing one of the most things that probably demonstrates why Stoken has been working himself to death. Work. He's been working on both of their musics at the same time. Final Fantasy fourteen and sixteen, like this entire time, like he has been working himself to the bone. Yeah, I, I feel like Soken needs to take a break. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, so, he might get he might get one pretty soon. Twenty second so is when this comes this out. This with confidence, hmm. the music will be good. Good. Yes. I hope everything else is good too. It's been too long since since I've had a quality Final Fantasy number experience. Besides fourteen, fourteen doesn't count. It counts, but for... it Oh, yeah, that's another thing you should be happy about. What? He used the lay motif from eight. Oh, okay, yeah, oh. yeah. Then you, you, you're you going to hit at my nostalgia, my, st- uh, my nostalgia nerve center. My nostalgia nut very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Will I recognize it? I don't know, but we'll find it. <laughs> I think you might, but anyway. Okay, so that's exciting. Twenty June twenty second, that'll be out. Are you guys picking that up on on the get go? Because I, I think it might be a while before I pick it up myself. Uh, uh, I'm currently debating whether I want to or not. Mm-hmm. At least wait for preview reviews to come in before deciding. Oh yeah, I'll jump on that. Well, mm-hmm. considering that based off of some of the news articles that people have been saying about, it's like just the whole responses that Yoshi P has stated about the story. And how people are like, oh, he's not, pan- it's like, he's not addressing the big thing, which is diversity in his games. It's like, which is good. well, there is diversity. It's just not as diverse as they want it. Which is his choice. I, yeah. I, I believe that's totally his choice. But, you know, if you get called on it, I mean, don't, don't at least admit, admit that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> well, that's what well, he no, said. He's stated that, yes, there are, pe- there are people of color in the game, at, but... They're accusing him of not making the main cast extremely diverse. It's like, have you not seen how ancient Europe looked like? Yeah, see, that's what people always say, but that's... I mean, first off, it's a fantasy game, like, so you don't have to stick to whatever the statistics are. And second of all, there's more than than what is generally depicted. Yeah, but it's one of those things of, like, they're making it sound like he's... The entire cast is whitewashed when... No, it's not. The cast is actually diverse for the main characters. Which is good. That's good. It's just the fact that the people that are going like, it's not diverse enough, are asking for it to be so diverse that no, there isn't a single white person on the cast at all. That's uh, hyperbolic, I think, but that's fine. No, one actually admitted that he'd rather have a cast of uh, people of color and no white people on it. Yeah, yeah, that's hyperbolic. One person. Yeah. No, I, 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 fully I, admitted to it. 
Yeah. Not hyperbolic. That's one person. That's hyperbolic. That's not a consensus. That's what I'm trying to say. Eddie, I'm not saying hyperbolic is when you're overblowing something. When it's one person admitting to it, it's that that person is admitting to it. Mm -hmm. That is not necessarily the consensus, as he said. But because one person admitted to it, there is one opinion that we know of that they have stated that they'd rather not have any people, uh, any white people as the main cast. Okay. Yeah, that's one person's opinion. So, but it's just, his thing is, just play the game and enjoy the story because it is a story-driven, a character-driven story is what he's stated outright. Cool. That should be a good time. I think that's that's definitely within their wheelhouse. Well, I say they, but like it isn't like every Final Fantasy game creator is like the same person, right? So, but but we've seen Yoshi P's resume. We've seen what he can do with, when he focuses on characters. It should be a good time. Yeah. Um, and then there was the fact that uh, guess what got released uh, for pre-order on Steam? Scoozy. Oh, please tell. Uh, Ratchet and Clank into the Rift. And I think there was one other PlayStation exclusive. That is, is, there, is that a re-release? Or is that a no? Game? That was a PS5 exclusive. Oh, okay. Oh, it's coming out for PC. Oh, okay. Sorry. I yeah. That didn't click for me. Obviously, okay. they didn't want to sh- show that off in the PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like people are basically now saying like, oh, if it's PlayStation exclusive, just wait. Uh, six to uh, six months to a year, and I'll just show up on Steam. Yeah, and tell well, tell that to the Bloodborne like, folks. Much. This took like what three years? Four? Uh, I believe Into the Rift was at least. Uh, when was the PS5 released? Uh, just as the <laughs> just as the pandemic started, so it was 2019. Like that December, nobody could get it, and then the pandemic hit. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2019 winter, which. I think so. Uh, it was like six months into the PS5 because it was not a release day title. Um, but let's see here. Yeah, no. It, okay, the other thing was not a PS5. It was just something new from Square Enix that got announced at the same time. But yeah, no, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was uh, Insomniac's like, tech demo of the PS5 hardware, which took roughly... Uh, six months into the PS5, and so barely anybody really got to play it because barely anybody had a PS5 to play it on. Yeah, we're, we're barely crossing the the threshold of PS4 production keeping up with demand. Barely crossing the threshold. That's a different. Uh, I think we've succeeded in crossing it because even though uh, there are still scalpers, they're not nearly as numerous, and they're now having to seriously consider perhaps lowering their own uh, standards selling point just to get rid of stock before it becomes so commonplace that they can't uh sell off what they have and make a profit off of it well i don't know exactly how good the playstation 5 is for uh turning into like a supercomputer because you could do that with the ps2 and ps3 but i don't know about the ps5 they playstation has actually locked down that ability as far as i know because they since it yes it is actually using PC hardware, but they decided it's like, screw it, no, we're just not going to allow people to do this because they got way too many uh, notifications from actual governmental agencies stating that because you can do this with your hardware, do not sell to these countries. (laughs) I'm not joking. It's because the fact that you could actually set up a RAID-style server with a PS3 and act as a missile guidance system they could not sell to certain yes. countries in in a certain region of the world. So funny. that's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, a lot of people are going like, "Oh, if it's PS5 exclusive, just give it six months to a year, and I'll be on Steam or whatever PC uh, PC store that you want it on." I mean, that's a safe-ish bet. I mean, I can. There's still it, it's maybe it's just the games I'm picking, but the games that I would like to see on PC that were PlayStation releases are have yet to emerge in PC yet. Bloodborne. Bloodborne being one of them for sure. Best example. Um, I mean, I, they're on it. So I'm, I know it's inevitable, but part two of the last of us I'm waiting for, but that'll come eventually given that they've just released part one, not that long ago. Just hopefully 
Hopefully, it won't be I shitty. Feel like they're only going to release it once they get to like doing a remake of part two for some reason. Like mm -hmm. they do an right. HD remake of part two, like in two years. Yeah, you're not wrong. Or they might wait then for the TV wait, show. Like at least another eighteen months after that. Yeah. So well, uh, no. put on your date calendar around uh, <laughs> twenty twenty six. Uh, I suppose I can wait that long. I, I'm waiting just so that we can stream that game. That's why. That's going to be a, a game we stream once it comes out on PC. Uh, speaking of the releases, um, Alan Wake 2 was another title they got. They got I heard from. some controversy about that. Oh, I, I don't know what it was. Oh, I I didn't hear anything. Um, I just asked the Google machine. I mean, like, as far as I know, like, Alan Wake 2, they've been wanting to do it, but I can't think oh. of... Oh, I know what the controversy is, and it is kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'll just put it out there. I won't add any um, editorializing okay. to it. Does it involve spoilers of the original game or something? It, it does not. Does it involve spoilers they, of any other game, or is it much more of, like, heated, heated? It, it's so. meta. It's a more meta thing. Um, okay. It's that the game will be released digital only. Oh, right. That. Okay. In other words, Eddie is winning because he will no longer have to suffer the idea of ever being recommended to purchase a physical thing. Yeah, that's that's a big win, guys. Whoa, my that burden is off. <laughs> um well they cite I remember that now that you it took a while to remember, but they cite that um the reason they're doing it is they don't want a, a huge ass day one like you've we've seen in regular releases these days. So they I mean so they're they are still going to do a day one patch, but the difference yeah. is is the how much they would have to put in after they uh, burnt the discs. Right. Exactly. Okay. That's a justification. Like, even as someone who doesn't buy physical copies anymore, I'm not sure that is a justification. Uh, but I, I mean, don't know. It depends on which physical copies because it gets really annoying when you purchase a physical copy and all it has is essentially just simply a like, 40 megabyte downloader to start downloading from their servers. That's it's not a real physical copy of the game. Yeah, no, there is an actual game that it quite literally was just an activation key on a CD because uh, there were problems with the copy for the initial printing of the CDs that it was it was not the gold copy that they sent out, but an actual like two years prior beta copy. I, I forget what game it was, but it was on like Xbox 360 that this was going on and basically it's like they had to reprint all the discs and the only way they could do it was basically print the activation key <laughs> and a note saying download the entire game which was 40 gigabytes and people were kind of like oh god a 40 gigabyte day one patch and it wasn't until like three days later that somebody goes like wait a minute looked at it and found that it was basically downloading the entire ISO of the game. That's kind of what things even these days have amounted to. Like, um, I, th I was well, hearing right. that some of the newer, re latest releases have day one patches that are like 100 gigabytes, 150 gigabytes. Essentially downloading all the HD textures because they couldn't possibly put them on the disc because mm -hmm. the disc doesn't have the room to contain it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if I can quote them here real quick, uh, their justification for being digital only. Quote, for one, a large number of players have shifted to digital only, Remedy said in a new FAQ. You can buy a Sony PS5 without a disk drive and Microsoft Xbox Series S is digital only. Council, it is not uncommon to release modern games as digital only. Secondly, not releasing a disk helps keep the price of the game at a $59.99 or $49.99 on PC price point. And finally, we did not want to ship a disk product and have it required download for the game. We do not think this would make a great experience either. Remedy then goes on to say that there are currently no plans to release Alan Wake 2 on disc. End quote. Uh, I can understand the con the concentration about it simply because all it takes is one person to decide to go forward. Like, let's face it, uh, who was the first game released to be $70? Um, uh, something recent. Oh. Yeah, I know. And how many others have suddenly followed suit? I mean, that's, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, uh, Wild Hearts. Yeah, it was an early adopter, but there's a thing before that. Too. There's been other things. Oh, Mo Modern Warfare 2. That was yeah, one of the bigger uh, ones that did it. That was, that was the quote-unquote pioneer that. I'm pretty sure there's, 
it's one of the first at the very least, like it's mm -hmm. in the single digits, but let's face it. What happens when somebody decides to go forward and finally state that, yeah, we're going forward with this and takes the brunt of the, uh, backlash and then everybody else comes in and it's then either that has to be accepted or just, you know, ignored. So they think that for sure. Um, similar to the layoffs we've been seeing a lot first first few companies tank the controversial step of doing layoffs and then everybody else thinks it's good well that's a bit different because the first company did layoffs they get most of the brunt because how dare you lay off your workers first well then the rest can then just simply follow suit and now it's less of a headline because well they're just simply jumping in yep as far as major titles that's all i remember and seeing in my list the rest were indies uh, there are some people who were who were a little complaining about it. They thought that it was too indie heavy. Um, I guess your mileage may vary on your opinion of that. Um, but uh, on one hand, I think it's the fact that uh, there's a lot less games coming out of AAA gaming studios. Like they keep on relying on essentially blockbusters. That's it's the same problem with Hollywood. It's relying heavily on these huge titles that will earn them multiple million, multiple tens of millions of dollars in one shot rather than yeah. are relying heavily on uh, microtransactions and live services and everything else to just simply, you know, games as a service. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think by this point, you would think most people would realize the games as a service can be very debilitating for your game because it's, if it sounds great on investor call, what? So it sounds oh. great on your investor calls. Uh, yeah, well, a lot of things sound great on your investor calls, especially <laughs> if you just bullshit your way through and then demand your developers to magically create what thing you're trying to suggest. Um, mm -hmm. Since I'm guessing you read the same article as I, did you not? With um, what topic? Redfall. Jason oh, no. Fryer decided to get some review and it's the usual bullshit. You know what? I have not read his article on it yet. But essentially it is pretty much the usual thing. Uh, except... I would have to agree the one thing that probably is true, there was no leadership. Like, the two main designers, supposedly the leads, uh, determining the guiding how to direct the game, mm -hmm. uh, were waffling back and forth about what their investors wanted, what ideas they could do, and then just trying desperately to do something, but not actually commit to anything. Hence why the game is so Land. Oh, that article came out today. Yes. Oh, and I'm not going to pay one ninety nine a month for it, so I don't get to read it. <laughs> but yeah, so if you needed a quick uh, perusal of it, it is essentially just this is the usual bullshit in the game industry. It's like the same problem that happened to Final Fantasy Thirteen. Except that actually came out in a much more solid state. I hate to say it. Right. Like, it was at least, you know, together. But it has sent many similar features when you think about it. So, I mean, not to get us on a whole new tangent here. Yeah. Um, but I guess I will. Did Was the problem with 13 technical? I don't remember that the being... It wasn't technical. It was directional. Right? Yeah. Like, as it just didn't feel right. It, well, as I understand it, they started developing... But they started developing uh, ad hoc. You had game engineers trying to make a game. You had animators trying to animate. You had character designers making characters. But then supposedly halfway through development, they realized, oh, nobody's talking to each other. And there's nothing we can really put together as a solid, complete product. There's no thorough line? Thorough line? Yes. The, it's like nobody was really communicating or get, having a comprehensive vision of what the game should be. And that makes sense because, like, because get I, my experience remembering that game, playing that game for the first time was that it was solid-ish game. It played well. It was mechanically well, yeah, it was fine. Think it about just, the ten-hour tutorial. It, yeah, it just didn't have that joy you're expecting from that game. It just was kind of joyless. Yeah, it had the moments. Way, simulator. It had some moments, but that's all I had was moments. It wasn't a moment in and of itself. That's what was sort of the problem was, is that they, everything was sort of uh, fighting against each other because nobody actually had a collaborative vision of what the game should be. It's like, funny how we're doing like 
Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Well, they were like, if the animators are animating something and they're trying to, you know, they've already spent so many work hours completing an animation, they can't really tell them to throw it away and restart, especially when they suddenly realize that uh, the due date is in like a year. Mm-hmm. So it suddenly becomes a question of how do we write the story around this cutscene so the characters find themselves here versus, you know, trying desperately to just throw weight and start all over again. Uh, things it's, like it's, that. It's funny how that, how that, the way that game came together reminds me a lot of, of the Star Wars sequels. In fact, it feels really similar feeling. With the, well, again, I think the problem with the sequels, are we talking about the prequels? No, sequels. The sequels. Okay. Like the... Six, well, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, well, I feel like the problem with the sequels was uh, Bob Iger just simply asked for just do the original trilogy again with the numbers rubbed off. Name plates rubbed <laughs> off. I mean, that's what number seven was for sure. Well, that's what number seven was, as most people pointed out, except it was like bigger and better. Like, it's not a death star. It's not no. the size of a moon. It's the size of a planet. Yeah, bigger oh, made to number nine. Oh, it's not just a new Death Star that's slightly bigger. It's now hundreds or thousands of Star Destroyers with Death Star lasers all on them. It's like just mindlessly biggerness. Yeah. Heck, it like... even plagues this, <laughs> your favorite one, number eight, mm-hmm. with like the uh, Nemesis. Was it called the Nemesis? The stupid wide ship. Oh, yeah. I don't think what the ship was called. Maybe it was called Nemesis. That's sounds about right. Well, I don't care, so... But you understand what I mean. It's just making it bigger for the sake of bigness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they thought double stuffing our Star Wars was the answer. Covered it in ranch dressing. Nobody will know the difference. Not a, call it a Caesar salad. Yeah. Just fry it. <laughs> just put it in the fryer. It'll be fine. <laughs> Deep fry it. Deep fried ranch dressing. Disgusting. It's only lean you. I mean, and, and I, I guess just to, to create that link is that it just it doesn't feel like there was a through, through line with that either, right? That was probably well, the as I said it. before, the closest thing they had to a through line was essentially just redo the first trilogy over again, and yeah. even that was sort of iffy. Yeah, that, that's as good as a through, through line as them going just make another Final Fantasy game. <laughs> that's sort of what happened to thirteen. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> should we close up uh, the PlayStation thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good long time. I didn't expect this to, to okay. still critique that into that one. But yeah, let's go ahead and mainly talk about what we did last night. We went to go watch uh, the Shin anti-shocker Kamen movie. Rider. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that or that, sure. Shin Kamen Rhymer. Kamen Rider. 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 I can speak. Uh, Apparently you've been affected by shocker. Oh, no, he yes. turned into a combat. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, venomized. I've been, I've been poisoned, toxinized. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If there's a word for that. Og. Um, Og. <laughs> we fit in. We have Eddie Og. I'm I'm turning into foam as we speak. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a movie. A puppet Og, then? Probably. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, it as you as like I got confirmation last night. You you were okay with the movie. It was a fun movie. Not not your cup of tea, generally. I mean, even that's not quite the way to put it, because this is my cup of tea. I like what they do. I like what it is. I like the concept. I like what okay, doing. here's an I interesting just... comparison question. Hmm. Do you feel like it's a better movie than uh, Knights of the Constellation Table, whatever it was? Yeah, called? Zodiac. Yeah. Zodiac. I'm, I'm still wondering that. I still don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> it comes and goes. Sometimes I think that that beyond all, beyond all expectations, that's the Zodiac turned out to be a better movie. Than this one, but then other times, like, no, I don't know about that. It was still bad, too. Like, and, and for those listening, the only reason I may even comparing those movies together, in case you didn't know, both those movies were made by Toei Production. Yeah. And Eddie watched both of them this week. Yeah. It's like, happened, happened to work out that way. Did not know that's what was happening, but it, that's how it worked out. And you said, like, you, uh, like, at what point in the movie, roughly time wise, was when you figured out that, wait, this is a Saint Seiya movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knights of the Knights of the Zodiac apparently is a Saint Seiya movie that I didn't realize was that until about three quarters of the way through. When I think after the first full like body armor transformation happened, I go, oh wait, it's one of those. It's it's a, it's a Sentai. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> didn't know what I was watching until then. 
but right. we're here, but we're here to talk about Sh- Shin Rider, Shin Kamen Rider. Rider, uh, or as it's as some people say, Shin Masked Rider for English. Rider. Yeah, that that translation fucked me up too because I'm used to calling it Common Rider, but then I just realized, oh, that's just literally what they're saying. It's not a translation. It's not just a name. It's just a translation or not a translation. Eh, whatever. Yeah. It, Basically, they're not translating it because, quite literally, to translate it would be just Masked Rider, and it's like, yeah. like it's Common Rider. No, it's Masked Rider. You're just not translating Common. <laughs> but, but whatever. Yeah, let's talk about the very first like three minutes of the movie. Not okay. So this is this is where it starts being not a good movie, like not a not something to be proud of kind of movie. Give me a little bit. I mean, try not to be too harsh. Because I would think this movie was meant to like re like maybe reboot the series, start anew, bring new people in. No, absolutely not. The, the beginning of the movie, they give you nothing. It's you're immediately in the middle of an action sequence where you don't know what the hell's going on. There's like two trucks of a spider web in between them. And you're like, what the fuck is that? The, the he the common rider first die, goes into like battle mode for the first time. You don't know what's going on. If you don't otherwise know about the tropes, because that's the saving grace. If you know your tropes in these kind of movies then you know what's going on. But if you have no idea what the trope is or what to expect, you're just, the first five minutes, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it also requires a bit of no understanding what Common Rider is, especially uh, at least the rough draft of how the original series went. Yeah, which, yeah. again, coming from a guy who's not seen anything Common Rider, like only in passing, only in reference, only in memes, I don't know Common Rider. I never watched anything. But, so, the first... It, for the one person in this call that has actually watched some of Common Rider, not the first series, which this is but, a reimagining yeah. of it, because, well, that's a 1960s, 70s series. I think it's 60s. But basically, where the story takes it starts out at is our main character, Takashi Hongo, and Rurika, I forget her last name, are escaping the clutches of the evil organization of Shocker. Which please be ready with the acronym for that one because that's gonna be fun. Oh, oh, here I'll I'll look it up. We're we're gonna, we're gonna say the uh, what the acronym means. Common Rider Shocker is stands for uh, acronym. Oh no, that's not it. Oh, that I guess this used to be the first one. So just for comparison, the first one used to be Sacred Hegemony. Hegemony. Oh my God, I've read it in this game. Hegemony. Hegemony. I've read it in your game. I should know that word. Sacred hegemony of psycho kindred evolutionary realm. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, cycle as in cycle. Well, yeah. <laughs> now probably it's... actually does means uh, as in you know motorcycle. It probably means like, like cycle as in you know the turning of things. Circle yeah. of life. Uh, now it stands for sustainable happiness organization with compute computational knowledge embedded remodel. Shocker. So, as a bit of a thing, this is part of the Shin Heroes reboot series that Hideaki Anno has been doing, and started out with Shin Godzilla. Uh, the other film so far that's also in this wheelhouse, which is the one we didn't get to see, Eddie, which was Shin Ultraman. But basically, it's Hideaki Anno's take on those properties with his interpretations. But Shin Godzilla was good. I cannot say the same thing for this one. And since we haven't watched Shin Ultraman, we have no no say on that one yet. Was this all? Was Shin Godzilla also Toei? Yes. Okay. Yeah. God, then, well, Godzilla. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, Toho. Oh, Toho. Yeah. Actually, this was also Toho, wasn't it? Not Toei. Uh, yeah, yeah Toei is the game company. Oh, then I meant Toho. I guess. Toho. I saw. Yeah. yeah Toho. My my bad. Um, Ultraman, however, is Subaraya. Uh, with the assistance of Toho, given the fact that Subaraya is actually technically the direct competition to no, no I, I correct my previous correction. It is Toei. T-O-E-I. Oh, it is Toei? Yes. Hmm. Uh, but, but, but Shin Godzilla was Toho. So this was Toei, Godzilla was Toho. Yeah. Um, but basically, each of these Shin films are reimaginings by the guy that's behind Evangelion. And the other factor is that the Evangelion rebuilds are technically also being considered part of this as well. Which that's... Interesting. But, moving that aside, 
So essentially, Shin Kamen Rider is supposed to be a reimagining of the very first Kamen Rider series. And given that series was done back back in the day, they couldn't do some of the effects like quite literally our main character punching a guy's chest in. Right off the thing. Right off. We're talking like in that first three minutes with the fight scenes, we are seeing combatants, aka the grunts of Shocker, quite see uh, like limbs being punched off, chests exploding into gore, their faces caved in. And that guy had a family. He was about to retire. <laughs> uh, he didn't remember them, but that that's what happens when you become a combatant. Hope they hope the insurance is good. Uh, but. After that first three minutes, we are treated to quite literally our main character, Takeshi Hongo, freaking out. Because well, this sort of gets to the core problem with the film is that it tries to compress a 50-some episode series down to two hours. Yeah. So a lot of character development, plot development, pacing, all goes out the window. Almost all goes out the window. You have to remember, again, it was sort of Monster of the Week film series heck it probably even started the trend of a monster of a week series it did have moments of character and character development and things like that but it also had a much larger cast larger cast there was the fact that the very first episode was quite literally showing takeshi being captured versus um, this where it's like afterwards after he's been uh changed and with no prior knowledge you're just simply in the escape yeah but we uh from uh, but out of that, like you did say, uh, you do agree that the battle, uh, the fight scenes were really well choreographed. Yeah, those were good. Those were those were the best part, easily. You could easily follow the action. And it was um, just good, just like what they did. Like and I, I, I like how they portrayed their fights. It, it was different from what you normally see in these, and it looked right. It looked neat. It looked otherworldly, which I think is fine. Like you don't want, you shouldn't expect these to look like normal fights because they're not. Yeah. Which is why, spoiler, in the normal fight is really disappointing later on. But continue. But, and to kind of touch on that small point, they tried recreating scenes from the actual TV show in the in the movie, uh, bit for bit, but with modern techniques and modern abilities, but still trying to recreate that old style, uh, actual tokusatsu way of handling things like models or puppetry kind of thing. Doppelganger fight, I think, was the epitome of that. Yeah. That one was more of, like, quick cuts and various things. I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. Um, but it basically, uh, we find out that after the, the start of it, our main character, Takeshi Hongo, who we're just going to refer to as Hongo as the rest of the time. Hongo. Was Hongo. Uh, was basically experimented on by, uh, the girl that he was accompanying with in the intro's uh, father, who's the professor, who transformed him into an augment. It, uh, and he is the greatest creation of them, the Bata Aug, also known as Grasshopper Augment. Uh, He's more bug than man now. And I did research, uh, did research into it. Prada is actually unique to the movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um... In the original series, uh, and cyborg or something, he was a cyborg, and in order to power up, he had to use his cycle, uh, the cyclone, to power up his belt because it had a super diamond, a super dynamo in it, uh, the typhoon, uh, to essentially power up. Whereas in this one, he has to, he still has to use the cy- uh, the cycle, the cyclone, to power up the belt, the typhoon. But instead, it's powering up with prana, aka this fantastical element that living things give off that him as an augment absorbs and then uses as a power source. And it's a weird, crazy stuff. And that's where the film kind of goes in. And we get introduced to the uh, Kumo, uh, uh, sorry, Kumori og or spider og. uh, og No, no. uh, uh, Gumo is the spider og. I thought you were yeah. asking for the bat. No, not the bat. The spider, which is uh, Gumo og. Spider og. Spider og. Doing whatever a spider og does. And essentially from there we get into battle scenes and finding out that, oh, this is all a plan by Shocker to take over the world via 
various things. And essentially, we follow Takeshi Hongo and his struggle with trying to find his place after being turned into essentially common life. And that's like keeping his humanity, Ruriko's disassociation with humanity being a test tube baby slash cyborg herself. Yeah. Um, Ryuka? Ruriko. Ruriko. Yeah, it was a special case. Yeah. Um, then there's the anti-shocker team, which they're just kind of there. I felt that they were supposed to be a reference to something. They were actually a reference to uh, other characters that were in the series, but uh, <laughs> since this is a movie, they kind of got relegated to basically plot device teams. They they were G-manning it up. Uh, and so basically, like, we get a fight with other augments, which I'd say the one that was the most, uh, like, just hammed up was the Scorpion Aug. Because that just shows off how much over the topness <laughs> things was. Because it's like, here's an entire fucking SWAT battalion being wiped out. And it's... they're using fully automatic weapons. So weird. That was their second choice of an AUG. Like, they almost should have done that off screen. It was as weird that they just got Common Rider. He just became Common Rider. He's now an asset to this organization. Their next immediate mission is oh, we didn't need you. No, 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 that's after the Bad Og. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, I guess you're right. It was after Bad Og. Yeah. You're right, because they went immediately to Bad Og. Half the reason why they decided not to fight that one is because it's a bad matchup because of her poison. Yeah. Which becomes a plot point. Because that's the entire thing of that bullet that they grabbed. Right. It's the one, which... So, essentially, they started out with there were only six augments in the uh, in the quotation shocker organization the spider og the bat og who jesus christ there was some god what a character what a character and uh talk about a bit of political commentary right jeez like and i still don't know if it was on purpose or they just like like well this is what we chose we got to roll with it <laughs> i mean i think the bat og that one was in uh, was unplanned political commentary. Uh, you there keep was... talking. I'm going to Google when they started writing this fucking movie because I, I just need to know. <laughs> so after the bad og was the scorpion og, which that one was handled by the G men and not off screen, which was kind of weird. But then again, it's like okay, we we get to see the scorpion og and and then the fight immediate was. The quotation's worst matchup, which was the Wasp Og, which they were using Hibachi. Uh, Hibachi? They were saying Hachi, even though technically Hachi is B and Wasp is not. I don't know. Uh, it's which... like some sort of weird, like... Well, you... oh, fighting a Wasp sounds way cooler, but her power set necessitated being a B. So <laughs> oh, yeah. it was weird. It's a confusing <laughs> thing. I don't know if it's something you... About how the like nomenclature works for Japanese. So, so looked it up real quick. the The movie was initially set to release in twenty twenty one, but production was delayed due to the due to the COVID. So, yes, that whole sequence was written, at least initially written before COVID. And I don't know if if, if the way it turned out was tweaked because of what happened in real life. But goddamn, <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Here was the fun thing is that the uh, Wasp Og was uh, Ruriko's quotation's only friend that was in the Shocker organization. And Ruriko is trying to get her to switch sides. And no, she's... It's kind of it, like they do mention fairly early on that the Ogs are all kind of broken in a way. And also mind-controlled. So And mind-controlled. And so essentially, uh, the Wasp... Uh, it. It basically turned into, like, the Wasp couldn't kill Common Rider. Uh, the Wasp Og couldn't kill Common Rider. Uh, Ruriko couldn't kill her. And so the G-Men take out Special Bullet, stolen from the Scorpion Og, and shoot her. And it will never use that bullet again. Anyway, should we be wrapping this up soon? Well, a little bit. Um, well, I don't uh, think there's a need to go through the entire... Everything, movie. like... Right, right. Um, my favorite parts, go. Uh, when, when we had the mirror match between essentially, uh, 
Bata Og 1 and Bata Og 2, aka Mask Rider 1 and Mask Rider 2, or as they're more colloquial known in the uh, fandom as Ichigo and Nigo. Because when we got introduced to the improved version, <laughs> we got introduced to the character that kind of brightened the mood of the movie. And that was uh, Ichimoji Hayato. Yeah, Tom was swag. It's like, um, I have to agree that the fight sequence between them was was the highlight of the movie or the peak of the movie for me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into the final fight, but that's mostly because of the fact that that is spoiler territory. Right. Well, we've already been spoiling stuff. So some stuff. Some stuff. Because um, like most of the augments I've mentioned so far have actually were major fighters in the original TV series. Um, but. It was one of those things of the uh, in the fight scene, uh, the way the fight scene ended was also an allusion to an original uh, problem that happened on the original TV series, which was uh, the re- uh, original uh, actor for uh, the original common writer for uh, Hongo during a scene where they were trying to ride their motorcycle, got into an accident and broke their leg where the uh, everything from the knee down flipped, uh, got referenced in the movie as uh, Common Rider 2 breaking Common Rider 1's leg. Uh, other factors is that in the uh, Big Bad's lair, the two motorcycles on his either side, I looked it up, are the actual original rides from the original series for no, both, that, a, uh, for first one uh, for, uh, for Hongo and Ichimonji. So, or at least the original motorcycles that they used for the ones that they kind of built up for the rides. Um, as uh, so, your impression as a first-time viewer of *Common Rider*, you were like, "This is a good movie." Does it make me want to watch *Common Rider*? No, not really. One by its own merits. The class, class of itself is is good enough, but the movie in and of itself does does not. Does not entice. Does not entice. It does not provide you. It's like it makes you interested, but not to the point of like, hey, maybe I'll, I should watch like the Common Rider series right now. I mean, maybe someday I will. But um, I mean, it was a fun movie. Like you have to have go in there wanting to have fun, and it'll be fine enough. But it's not impressive. It's it, dialogue and writing are poor. Its narrative is rushed and probably a little poor. Oh, it's only. It's probably only good because of this TV series. It took good from the TV series, but how they adapted it was bad. Like, costume design was fine. Like, it was good. They they, they kept true to their original design. I think that was the point, and that was fine. Good, good job on them. But mm-hmm. but it's just... The stuff is, is, like, put together with, like, toothpick houses. Like, it's flimsy. It's thin. It's ugly. And as you said, like, you feel like this was a movie made uh, for fans. It had to be, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Like, and it didn't make sense. The reason I know is because I'm me and I can extrapolate information because I know the tropes. Yeah. Um, would you uh, would you rather this movie be turned into like a mini series where we get a bit more stuff from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you'd rather see like the entire because, as you said, like you you weren't quite sure what the timetable was for this movie. It's like, <laughs> was this an afternoon? Was this like in two days? Was this like a six month period? <laughs> Which that is a narrative failing on this movie because we couldn't get a good gauge of. I'm back anything. to thinking Knights of the Zodiac was better. Not by much, but <laughs> not by much. <laughs> uh, be good on you, Chilton. Don't stop. Don't stop being you. You you uh, be you. I I would probably say that Anno. Yes, nice, but. I, I think there should have been somebody with some reins going like, no, don't do that. What's upsetting about this kind of movie is that this is like, it's like before the Marvel movies got good, how there were like cheesy, iffy movies that you, you that were lovable, but you really couldn't consider great outside of maybe like one or two. It's like after the success of superhero movies and like, like geekdom and like Yotaku stuff being more accepted these days, we should be able to take this and make a really fucking good production. And it's like, 
It's like, no, it's like you had Dragon Ball Evolution production design behind this. What's wrong with you? Uh, I think you're looking at this at the wrong angle. Think so? Yes. Like, Dragon Ball Evolution was essentially just selling the IP to some people and them desperately trying to throw in enough reference to make the nerds happy while trying to tell their own story. Dragon Ball Evolution is a harsh comparison. Anything. It is a harsh comparison. I agree. I went, I went too far. I went too far. Okay, I'm sorry. Talking about the movie that brought uh, the author back out of retirement so he could direct his own movies. I mean, wouldn't it be great if this this made the creator of Shin, of Shin uh, Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure Co the creator of Common Rider is unfortunately dead. That's too bad. Yes, it's been a some time. Well, I hope somebody else carries picks up that torch and says, "No, we can do better." Well, that's the thing. It was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, as I've said before, it's like, it's a movie by fans for fans. So it unfortunately alienates the audience outside of that. But I had, to, I mean, and maybe that's part of it, but even, even as I try to put myself in the shoes of someone who would be a fan of this, I can't see them saying this. Was, I can't see the, the, the consensus being this was a good movie even for them. But maybe that's just my, my bias. Hmm. I mean, from my side, it's like, well, yes, I technically am a common writer fan. My first common writer was actually Heisei era. And this is because like they do kind of do the same Japanese thing of like when things were made and this was Showa era stuff, which if you're a fan of Godzilla, you know about the various things like Showa era Godzilla, Heisei era Godzilla. Oh, by the way, this is uh nineteen seventy one was when it was 1971 for the original series? Yes. Yeah. So, given the factor of, like, 1971s and the original series was kind of done on a shoestring budget, honestly, they actually did state that they did a lot of weird camera tricks and reusing film and everything to try and use as much as possible while still trying to tell the story. It's really impressive that it took off. Um... Nowadays, it, it it's kind of sad because now common writers usually just hello gimmick aimed at children and old fans of the series are kind of jaded because it's like, oh, what's the gimmick this time? Oh, uh, battle royale and loot boxes <laughs> and hundreds of writers in a in a fight. Uh, how are the yeah that that's a talk for a different time, but the. The original creator, his thoughts for Common Rider, which he worked on things like uh, Giant Robo, uh, Cyborg 009, Kikaider, uh, as well as like some of the early Sentai stuff. And it, like he was, he wrote Common Rider as he was coming off of writing like one of the earliest forms of Sentai, which Sentai has always been kind of aimed as aimed at his because it's like teamwork and all this stuff. Whereas, yeah, whereas Common Rider is, it's the indomitable human uh, spirit but forced into a very very dark piece. Mm -hmm. Because even though you thought it looked cool, the whole thing of Common Rider with his eyes glowing red silhouetted in, dar in darkness was actually supposed to be very intimidating. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I, did. I, got, I didn't get that reading. I, th I thought the edge was good. I like the edge of the movie. Yeah. By the way, one last thing I will say that it's a good point, and this is trying not to be a backhanded compliment, but I'll, but it might come out <laughs> that way, is that the runtime was a, was 121 minutes. It didn't feel like 121 minutes. It didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't at any point like look at my watch and go like, oh my God, like, you were there watching it the well, entire time. Well, that's because they packed every single minute with something. Yeah. To its detriment, but still. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is it something we'd recommend if you have a passing interest? Eh, even that one's a maybe. I mean, if you really like Common Rider, yeah, you're, you're probably going to you know, want to see it. Anything else, yeah, you just need to be, buckle up. Yeah, just be ready for it and just take it as is. Green Godzilla, this is not. But... People are ho uh, looking at this and hoping that, hey, maybe we should get more darker Common Rider series. Or, hey, maybe this is the start of a reboot for the actual Common Rider, uh, for the original Common Rider. Which, that one's kind of iffy on. 
it was better than the Full Metal Alchemist movie. Live action one? Yeah, way better. That that's the bar we have. That's where the bar is. So well, it does help the fact that it was live action, so it yeah. at least had that going for it. Yeah, like it didn't have to deal with oh, transforming the anime into a live action thing, and suddenly losing a lot of the magic. Well, gentlemen, any any final thoughts before we wrap it up for today? I would want a. Uh, I'd like a cyclone. I don't know. It looks like it pollutes a lot, man. Like God, it well, it's on Prana though. It's smoked. That can't be good for the for the atmosphere. But it, but that's that's burnt prana. <laughs> I admittedly like that. That was for people that don't know the, cy- uh, the cyclone was the motorcycle that they rode, and it was a very impressive machine on what it could do. Mm-hmm. It also wouldn't pass it past uh, the 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 M- 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 inspection. Yeah, it's it's transformable. <laughs> that is not allowed by most EMVs. It's gonna it's gonna fail emissions. Only in California, but that's because they have no rules about burning Prada. All right, everybody. We'll we'll call it for today. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Our, our double stuffed episode. Almost double stuffed. Again, we're not trying to be the sequels. Um watch us you know, next week with more podcast. Um if you're listening to this day of release, uh check out uh Final Fantasy V streaming tonight. Nope. 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 No, 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 no. Remember, no. I'm going to be at the con. Oh yes, con. It's, it's it's con weekend, so never mind. Streams will be for will be foregone for the sake of conning it up. Yep. So well, so I mean, there you go. Pod, the podcast topic for next week, probably. And hopefully, talking the con. Coming back uh, on Tuesday to do Valheim. Yes, yes, that is on the docket to do some some Valheim on Tuesday. Um, and then the, depending on schedules, we may be well. You see. We're definitely playing Redfall today, but if you're already listening to this, you've missed it. So go watch the replay. Um, unless this game is going to be way better than we think it's going to be, way way better, we're probably only going to play it once and call it done, and I'm go back to playing like Final Fantasy or something else. Um, but yeah, so like more than likely we're going to be playing 14 6.4 next week. So be on the lookout for that. And with that, that's it. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. No, no buys. No bear. Okay. Bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.